0: hello look who's here darling. hello ria how are you no no sorry that can't be your Why first not? question of the podcast how are you because that is the most generic oh. awful that's the question nobody answers with any oh kind God, of God, interesting gonna... truth or anything you can't say how are you I'm no gonna... this isn't no no so this, many problems no on this no podcast. no no come you on you can do better you can do better, to can do better I, I know how to
1: start. i know how to start. i know how to start. <laughs> Hello, Dolly.
0: Yeah, no, that's better. That's That's already better. That's on point. It's on, you know, I mean, hello, Dolly.
1: Uh, Awesome. So uh, this week's episode features a massively uh, feisty diva and Bob Streisand. (laughs) I think uh, we had some fun chatting to Ria. We did.
2: Yes, Ria was... um, um... A handful, let's just say. <laughs> She's certainly it's put brilliant. me in my place several yeah, times. Yeah, absolutely. And, she, bloody,
1: and you deserve it, to be honest. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. I should, I should have done this a whole series ago, <laughs> put you in your place.
2: Yeah. Well, this is the My Favourite Film Podcast. I'm Gav Smith.
1: And I'm Gary Coleman.
2: And this week, we are, as you heard, talking to Rialina. Um, comedian, stand-up comedian, writer. Brilliant comedian. Very funny. Very funny lady. Um, and she's talking about a musical, Hello Dolly, brilliant musical. <laughs> I must admit, it's one that I hadn't had on my list of things that I must see in this world, but...
1: Uh, yeah, well, we'll discuss it, but yeah, yeah, when you go back and watch it, what, what an amazing film, a brilliant it film. Is a
2: really, really good film. This is our chat, it's spoiler-filled, so if you've not seen the film, it's probably worthwhile going and see the film beforehand. Here's our chat with Rhea about Hello Dolly. Ria, uh, we are going to talk tonight about a film... That has been around mm. for an awful long time, uh, but before we do that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? What you do? Your relationship with films, I suppose.
0: I well, I'm a stand-up, um, and that's you know, and that's how I know Gary. Uh, so I, I'm a comedian, and I'm going to talk to you about a movie that you're right. It has been around a long time. Certainly, before it was it was out before I was born. Um, well, that's not saying much. Most great movies were out before I was born, <laughs> but but. Uh, it's a wonderful. It's a classic. I would say it's a classic, and it's for me. It's a feel good. It's one of those feel goods that you can watch at three in the morning with a tub of ice cream, and it will make you feel better about things.
1: Yeah, totally. It was a brilliant film. I just watched it again, today again, and yeah, totally agree. I forgot how brilliant this film was. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
0: It's just. It's just one of those examples. Back, I feel like uh, there were fewer restraints on on making movies. Yeah. You know, in the before times, and I don't mean like before pandemic, I just mean earlier on, people used to say, here's some money, go and be creative. Yeah. And people were free to be creative, whereas now I feel there's a lot more restriction on, well, if I give you this money, what's your track record? What have you done before? Don't do anything crazy. Don't go outside yeah. the box. Let's just do a remake of something that's already been remade three yeah. times because we know it works and it, and everything feels. I mean, there is some wonderful creativity in modern it's, um cinema. Of course there is, and there's some wonderful things being done. But this is, I think, an example of when if you just let people with talent do what they do, absolutely. You get this perfect piece of art. Yes.
2: Mm. Brilliant. Mm. So Hello Dolly is the film we're gonna talk about and not the twenty twenty one horror film. Um we're gonna to... What? Yeah, yeah, there's a what? there is a horror film called Hello Dolly. Wrong project. I watched
0: com- Called Hello Dolly though. Yeah,
2: I watched completely the wrong film first. And then realized it was supposed it to be a, a musical. She, uh, God, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> about a sh- about, it's about a, a doll that what, comes music- to
2: life and kills people. There you go.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know what? How dare they take that title? There's so, so many titles they could have.
2: And they went with that. taken. All right. Yeah. So we're not talking about that one. We're talking about the 1964 musical.
0: Explains why you're so tired, Gab. Yeah. You haven't slept since you saw it. It's you?
2: really scary at dolls now. <sighs> oh, can you? Give us a quick plot synopsis of Hello Dolly, and let us know what it's all about.
0: Yeah, so Hello Dolly uh, was released in nineteen sixty nine, starring the fabulous uh, Barbara Streisand. At what I would say is, I know that a lot of people say that Funny Girl was her big movie. But that was the one that really brought her to prominence. But I think Hello Dolly was just, it, you know, it's this. It's like Julie Andrews' Sound of Music, or Mary, you know, yeah. Mary Poppins being a close second. This is her big calling card. Her big piece in in my opinion uh and it's also stars and it's a it is a it is it's sort of a love story between her and walter mathau mathau or mathau mathau
1: i think it's see. oh
0: oh division in the Uh. ranks um walter walter mathau um and and it's just it's a hundred percent feel good which is something Mm -hmm. that you don't always have i think in modern cinema, cinema this is you know she she herself is a widow and therefore has had to do whatever it takes to make ends meet yeah. so it's set in the 1960s she's doing whatever it takes to make ends meet she is of course jewish uh because it's barbara streisand and and, and i think that that isn't highlighted in the film but she plays a matchmaker so it's it's a yeah. role that we're familiar with and so she goes around and essentially meddles in everybody's lives but for the better and in doing so in herself decides she had. And what's interesting again about this is that this is not the first love of her life that we're watching. We are, she's already had the love of her life. Yeah. She admits that she was married to Ephraim Levi and they had the most wonderful marriage and it, and it was happiness and everything. And he died prematurely leaving her behind as a widow. And this is her deciding that she's going to marry the half a millionaire um. Oh, I've just blanked on his name. What's wrong with me? Uh, Horace van der Gelder. Sorry. She's going to marry the half millionaire uh, Horace van der Gelder to be comfortable again, because she has been working really hard. And she says herself in the thing she says, she realized that while she hasn't cried deeply in a long time, she also hasn't been happy. And so she's decided, I'm going to go be happy. I'm going to marry him. She does like him. She's not just marrying for his money. She does like him, but she's going to marry him. She's going to be comfortable. She's going to stop scraping and and working and, along that journey sets up a whole bunch of other couples. Yeah. Uh, and of course it's just one of these wonderful uh, plots that just twists and turns and everything ties together, braids together so neatly by the end. And then interspersed with fabulous musical numbers. Yeah. And it's one again of those few musical movies where every number works. Yeah. Every number is a hit. Uh, and that you don't, again, that you don't, they've churned out musicals in the thirties, forties, fifties, and then uh, Less so, but still in the sixties, and you wouldn't always get a movie where every single no, member worked. No,
2: but they are, they're all—they're all—they're all good songs in this. They all work. They're all, they? all yeah. bangers. Yeah, absolutely. This—the um, this, the question that I always ask. that always sounds like a really loaded question. It's not meant to be at all. It's just—it's the name of the podcast. Um, why is this your favorite film?
0: Because when you're feeling wobbly, yeah, you mm-hmm. need a movie that in no way is going to re-remind you of why you feel wobbly. Right. And I think that's the beauty of 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 Hello Dolly is that you can just watch it. You can just relax and watch it and, and not suddenly, you know, sort of resurface into life and go, ah, my life, you know, it keeps you engaged. It keeps you engaged. Yeah. It keeps engaged. And, and I think that's
1: the point it? of it. Ben and Jerry's in a musical. It's just comforting and yeah
0: it it's a massive yeah. hug and yeah. it, and it's and it's it's not just the storyline there are movies that you watch where you just go oh I really like this story but it mm-hmm. is the people yeah. I mean mm-hmm. Barbara this is she's stunning in this she's just apt every little nuance of her face I oh, wouldn't oh, be stunning. surprised and I don't know if she did but I wouldn't be surprised if she said oh can I do that take again and did it slightly differently yeah. because every there's loads of moments in the film where she also does a little bit of breaking of the fourth wall, a little bit of kind of almost glance to camera where she has these great expressions where she's commenting just with her face on what's going on in the room, because of course her character knows everything. Her character is way ahead, 10, 20 steps ahead of everybody else in the room. Um, And the use of her face, obviously they took full advantage of her voice. Well, maybe actually not full advantage, but they used her, they used her voice well. And and so there's just there's nothing really to complain about the way that and even though Gigi is my favorite movie in Gigi because it's a movie about a young girl who's being trained to be a mistress, not a wife. She's been trained to be a mistress to the rich of, of to the rich aristocracy of Paris. Yeah. Uh, which you know, and she starts as a she starts as a schoolgirl at the beginning of the film, and by the end, of course, the wonderful twist is that the 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 man that she was sort of being trained for falls in love with her, so he does marry her and make an honest woman of her instead of using her as a piece on the side. Yes. Oh my goodness, how wonderful <laughs> that is! But but even even with Gigi, there are these little dark moments where if you put your woke brain on, you'll go, "This isn't okay anymore." <laughs> Whereas I don't feel that in Hello Dolly, you quite have those moments.
2: No. No, I, I, we were seeing um, off air that it's a very. She's a very strong character, Dolly, in this. That mm-hmm. She's very manipulative, w- manipulative woman, but she's a very strong woman. She's a very strong character, completely. So it's very different than you would expect of someone at the time that this is set to be. I suppose.
0: Well, I think it's also very unusual for. I mean, so it's even though it was made in 1969, it's actually set it's
2: the turn of the century, in... isn't it? It's like 1900s. Yeah, it's set yeah. in the
0: 1890s. Yeah. And so and that's another wonderful thing about this. It's it's sort of it's a movie you don't actually see very often Mm -hmm. right now. Right now, we keep taking strong male movies, Oceans X, and then remaking it with women and going Ocean's eight or Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters with women. This what this is a movie that A, you can't remake with, you know, you can't just do a gender flip and go, well, let's put a man in that role. (sighs) Not that you would want to, but B, it's a strong female lead. Set in the 1890s working life in the 1890s now i know that her ultimate aim is to marry but her ultimate aim wasn't to well a in the 1890s marriage did afford a certain amount of security but her aim was a to be happy and that's really what she's chasing is happiness having come out of this dark cloud of widowhood she goes okay i've recovered f and she even talks to her her dead husband she says ephraim give me a sign that you um Give me your blessing to move forward with the next stage of my life because I'm actually still alive. Yeah. I've mourned you and I'm ready to move on. Uh, but but the other thing about it is and, and she, it's very clear at the end of the movie, is that her plan is to marry this millionaire and then spend all his money on good things. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't wait to take your money and spread it around like manure, <laughs> yeah. helping little things grow. Yeah. That is, that's so her, 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 she doesn't even want the money for herself. Nope. She's actually got set her sights on him to stop him being. A miser and to make him spend his yeah. money and go, You you need to stop being a miser, miserable miser, and you need to start sharing that joy. And I'm gonna help you do that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There is, there is a rom-com in there. There's a romantic comedy in there. It's very, it is, it's a very unusual. I can't think of many rom-coms like it because of their age difference and because of the difference in personality. But it's definitely a rom-com where you have these two individuals who are only. Better at the end of the movie by you know their their flaws complement each other, yeah. and the male character's clearly flawed. What <laughs> <Not the, laughs> well, yeah. a I was clearly flawed mean, man, and he's and he's fixed by her, but she's also fixed a bit by him. That, that she, as you said, she, she's allowed to re-enter the world yeah. as a woman and find happiness. You know, and, and you know, it's set in a period of time when there was a page the patriarch is far more even more powerful than it is now, and that that's sort of dealt with in the film, but. They're, they're both fixed by each other. They're both improved by each other, I think. Yeah.
0: Mm. Definitely. And I think I think any rom-com with Jack Nicholson probably is similar.
2: Possibly, Possibly yeah. Is, yeah.
0: Is all I can think of. Yeah. And I think how many... But they do. They do like to set Jack Nicholson up with good women, don't they? Yes. And he's just a horrible, grumpy person. And by the end, he falls in love with her and she falls in love with him. And then he's a better person. They do that a lot.
1: with Yeah. Him. He's going to feel like that. Yeah. Have you seen a theatrical version of it, The live performance?
0: I have. I went to see how, it how with. Oh, um, cut this pause out. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I went to see it in. I was in New York a couple of years ago, and I went to see it on Broadway um, with Bernadette Peters.
1: Cool. Right. I don't know. Yes,
0: about. just, just stunning, Bernadette Peters, and the man was good too. But heavens, I can't remember who it was.
2: And did it live up to expectations? Anything,
1: then? Yeah. Was it similar to the film?
0: Yes, the plot is is remarkably similar. Um, you know, the, the staging of—I mean, if you actually watch the movie, the movie has been staged from a—it's—it's yeah. it's been taken yeah. from a stage staging. Actually, yeah. the the yeah. finale yeah. of yes. Hello Dolly—they're—they're yes. they're doing the medley of all the songs from the show, yeah. and the different groups are singing their different songs and they actually just stop and point to another part of the park where they're dancing and then we do see that bit. So they actually just went let's just do the this like they would on stage and just have them all come into yeah. the same place but but utilize the the larger aspect of a park because we can because it's yeah. film. But um no it it is it is remarkably the same. I think that the way that Barbara Streisand performs that character is so unique yeah. to Barbara, but it makes it that character, I think a lot like some of us feel that Robin Williams is the only genie, yeah from Aladdin, yeah. <laughs> and so i I don't need to see Will Smith play that role <laughs> i don't need to see him blew up i 'm not sure what the you know whether that's right <laughs> or wrong, um, and I also sort of slightly mourn the fact that there will be a generation of of young people for whom Will Smith is their yeah, genie, yeah
2: absolutely because
0: you you feel like they 've been robbed of. Of that original performance. Yeah. And and Barbara Streisand's performance as Dolly. I mean she is Dolly. Yeah. She is Dolly. Now now that sounds a little unfair to Bernadette. Now Bernadette Peters is, of course, incredible. She is just A stunning, she's a matriarch of Broadway. She's the most wonderful. And I couldn't, I was so happy to see these two things together. Uh, you know, Sissy Burnett Page. But she did play it differently. And I think there are times where you watch it and go, No, no, that's not how the line is, (laughs) but you have to give it to her. You go, No, no, yeah, no, it's just the way you do it. Because from her point of view, she's like, Well, if I played exactly like Barbara, people will go, Well, she didn't bring anything of herself to the role. But then when she brings herself to the role, people go, Well, that's not how Barbara did it. So you can't really win. But she was wonderful. Yeah. She was wonderful.
2: Good um so a musical is something that you're particularly drawn to Then, as film types
0: i was raised on musicals right. so my household growing up my parents didn't let us watch live television because of the commercials so they wouldn't okay. let, and they didn't want us to watch anything that hadn't been vetted so we weren't allowed to just switch on and watch whatever came we were only allowed to watch things from our from our um dvd library yeah mm. And so my, I was, and my mother loved old musicals. So I was brought up on all the old musicals, you know, everything, Judy Garland, Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, all of those, you
1: know,
0: was, was my, yeah, was what we we would, we would get up earlier than our parents on the weekend, pick something, put it on. And that's what we would watch until they got up and made breakfast. Cool. So, so this has been with me. I don't I don't even remember how old I was the first time I saw right. this, but I do remember rewatching it as an adult and going, "Oh, I didn't get that bit last time." Ah. And that happens to me a lot. I'll watch old movies and go, "Oh, that's what this is about." Like Gigi. <laughs> yeah. I never got what Gigi was about as a kid. I just loved it yeah. because um L- Louis uh just cut out all my bits where I had Yeah,
2: well, don't worry, don't worry.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And also, I think I accidentally said 1960s earlier in a bit. Yeah, don't um worry. I just loved it because Louis Jordan is gorgeous. Like Louis yeah. Jordan is probably my first proper crush and nothing will ever, I mean, Louis Jourdan in Gigi is just the ultimate, oh, ultimate man. Um, rich, gorgeous, intelligent, bored with normal women. <laughs> um, <laughs> French. But, but, equally, uh,
1: but equally, Leslie Karen was absolutely just so gorgeous.
0: Oh. Girl. I mean, Leslie Leslie Caron in anything she does yeah. is is stunning. But this, again, was, wasn't was her first? I think it was her second film that she did. But she still had to be quite young for it because mm, she starts yeah. off as a 15, 16-year-old in it. And then over the course of the movie, suddenly becomes a woman. So she, she ages about two years in a very short space of time. But she, yeah, she was. She was absolutely stunning in it. And it's it is a comedy role because she has to go from girl to woman. Yeah. She really has to play... Oh, look at, look at us crowbarring in two it's movies amazing. into yeah. one podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Very clever. I like what you're doing. Yeah. Like what you're doing yeah. there. And I think, and I think actually one of the other things that plays in Hello Dolly's favor is the fact that Barbara Streisand isn't a young girl yes. meeting her first love. This is a woman who knows herself. She's already been married. Yeah. She's yeah. already experienced um, that. One of a lifetime soulmate kind of love, yeah. uh, and and she's and she's very secure in herself. And I think that even today, mm. as a modern movie, that's a you know that she plays she the role model that she plays in Hello Dolly really withstands the test of time, sure. which is nice because there's nothing worse than having something that you love from childhood to have all of society go, well, that's wrong, and you can't have that anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting watching it now because. Because and she, she must be like 20 or something when she made the movie. She was so... Barbara Streisand, she was so young, wasn't she, in the movie? She, she was like 20-something, early 20s. She was so young. Was she? Wasn't she? She was actually way younger than the, well, than she the was. Character.
0: Well, she's... I mean, but... That, okay, first of all, Hollywood has always made the women younger than the men. They, yeah. like, to, they like to take the an age, old man age, and then age, give him a it, young woman. Like but even. she... She was, it came out in 69. So let's say that they filmed it in 67, let's say. Yeah. Give him two years to put it okay. together. She was 25.
1: Okay. But she's not playing a, she's not playing a, a girlish girl. No. She's not no. playing a naive girl. She's playing a woman. She's playing somebody who's yeah. got life experience, which I think is still makes it look fresh now. I think also, and again, I don't know what you think about the casting of it, because I think at the time, what I've read is at the time, you know the character was supposed to be a much older woman, a widow. Yes, you know, yes. a, a yeah. much older woman, and they cast as this still very young woman in the part. And I think it was quite it, was, it seemed maybe controversial at the time, but again, it seems very fresh now. That there is, uh, she's just so young, um, and there's a poignancy I think there's a to this young woman who's been widowed and has these very old this very old head on these young shoulders. There's there's a poignancy to that. I think it works well that she's so young. Because
2: she plays... Um, She seems to be older than Michael Crawford's character, who says quite clearly these 28 and three quarters. And she seems older than that, even though I guess she wouldn't have just looked up. She was born in 1942, so she's 27 at the time this was filmed.
0: Well, I don't know how old she was compared to um, Michael Crawford, but... She was
2: 27 at the time this was filmed. So if Michael Crawford was playing 28 and three quarters, then... She was
0: younger. Yeah, she was, playing,
1: she was playing a woman yeah. who had commanded respect yes. of other people. Other men were 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 were, were yes, respectful but, of her. It, but in
0: that in society in eighteen nineties, a, a widow, a married woman, yeah. was was higher up the hierarchy. Oh yeah. So she already had that. Yeah. But I don't I don't think this was I I don't think this was who should we cast for this? There was no other option. Who there was nobody else around that that that, that role could have been played by. Yeah,
2: probably not. Yeah. No. Well she? Was, had she played Dolly on stage before this film? I'm not sure if she had or not. Whether she'd gone from the yeah, stage show to the Carol. The film set. Carol Channing.
1: You probably, really?
0: Oh, Carol Channing, Carol Channing did it. See, wow.
1: when I was a kid, really? Carol Channing was still kind of on the telly. Yeah. And I think yeah. she was still. When I was a kid, I remember Carol Channing being on the telly on American TV, you know. Um, and I think she was kind of just reliving her Hello Dolly. <laughs> all she ever took that he talked about and sang about with hello Dolly. so was, yeah she was um, um that would be a very different film if she'd been in it
0: well that's that's true yes but i just don't think that i mean yeah no she played it she just played it so well yeah yeah also of course it was directed by gene kelly whom I also, he was the other person I definitely had a crush on as a kid.
2: Yeah. I was Um, going to go on to Gene Kelly next because obviously we've talked a bit about that. What what do you think of Gene Kelly then, especially as a a director here rather than uh, someone in it and dancing away and singing away?
0: You can feel I even, you can feel his influence in the musical numbers. There's a precision Hmm. to the dancing and he had very, very high standards when it came to dancing Um, and came to to that. I mean, he and Fred Astaire as well, but you can feel him in it, I think, to a certain extent, because again, Gene Kelly's movie repertoire was pretty much feel good, happy musicals. There wasn't a lot of darkness. I mean, I'm trying to think of a darker movie. I mean, when he was older, obviously when he left the musical genre and just played bit roles here and there perhaps i don't know because i haven't seen many of mm. them but i can't think i think the pirate is probably one of the darkest films i can remember gene kelly actually being in and it was only dark because the character used to go do we want her to get together with this like he was obviously mm. she was you know judy garland was um was playing the girl and was obviously completely smitten with him and and there was a an attract i think the thing about the pirate, which made it darker than other musicals is that they talked about attraction between two people that shouldn't be together. And that was very taboo in that genre. Whereas everything else is this person loves this person. Oh, that's so sweet. Let's get them a picket fence and get them married and everything. And the pirate was, you know, he was being chased by her, her society for being, for being a pirate, for being, um, a criminal. Um, but I think you, you can feel him in it. Yeah. You can feel him in it in the precision. You can feel him in it in, in, in just in the way that it's been in all, in all the musical numbers, how they've been staged, how, they, how he moves through the space in them. I mean, Gene was huge about moving through mm. space and not just mm. whereas Fred Astaire was about accuracy and, and you know, Fred, you would give Fred Astaire a dance floor. Yeah. And then, and a, and a beautiful partner who could keep up with him. Yeah. And he would do all of these wonderful things with his feet. And that so, and you would never let, I don't know if you know this, but Fred Astaire said, you may never cut in on me. You will always show me full. You can't like show the top half of my body. I'm a tap dancer, but nor <laughs> should you just be showing my feet yeah. because I'm performing with my face. So you would never cut in. So for whereas Fred would perform in one space mm-hmm. and just go, okay, I might use that chair and that table at the, you know, at stage right and stage left. Gene Kelly was like, okay. And 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 everybody will know his famous singing in the rain routine. Yeah. He'll be like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to start walking down the street and I'm, I've got an umbrella. So I'm going to use the umbrella. Oh, wait, there's a lamppost. So I'm going to swing on the lamppost. It's raining. Let's have some rain. Let's have a puddle. Yeah. I'm going to do something with water. And he would go, how many different ways can I explore this environment? Yeah. And then the camera would move with him. And he does that in Hello, Dolly! as well. So uh, the parade, the parade scene. I mean, he stages an entire 14th Street parade <laughs> yeah. with floats and yeah. marching bands and everything just so that, that she can have one conversation yeah. with Walter Matthau and finish a song off.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, if that's not Gene Kelly, I don't know what is. it is. That's Gene Kelly or Fosse. You know, or, or is it Fosse? Who was the other one who used to do the Fosse, big yeah, stuff? Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Not Fo- Fosse. did the hands, but was Fosse the, the one that would do the big stage numbers in yeah, massive yeah, sound yeah, yeah, stages? Yeah. Was that him? Yeah, yes. Or was it Busby it? Berkeley? it's Busby Berkeley wasn't it people
1: coming down the stairs the, the, the girls kicking yeah the- all the yeah, things cha- yes that
0: was the thing is Busby Berkeley numbers used to be we're, we're in a we're watching a show within a show they're in a theatre yeah. we've just been backstage it's a tiny teeny tiny little dressing room because it's a teeny tiny theatre but then we open the curtains and suddenly the stage itself is the size of three you know yeah. it's the size of what they filmed James Bond <laughs> yeah. in and people are coming downstairs and then some women are swimming in a pool yeah. that suddenly appeared was a pool yeah. of women swimming. and, and then you know, and the audience would be watching from the front, but then suddenly we're watching from above and you go, how did the audience get up above <laughs> in order to be able to look down on? Yeah, that was a, that was a Berkeley thing. Take the someone whose arms you're in. Hold on to her tight and spin. And one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Ah,
2: uh- right, we've talked a bit about Streisand and we've talked a little about Gene Kelly. Uh, let's have a little look at the rest of the cast. So we've got Walter, you're saying Matho, and I'm saying uh, yeah. Matau. Um, okay. I don't know who's right. Someone out there that's might be able to tell us. Off. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that's a different one as well.
0: Oh, well, I okay. What's the little O with a line through it? How do you say that? Because there's a pronunciation <sighs> here, but it's written in that weird pronunciation language that you it's, go, Oh, it's as in thigh. It's the as in it's mathow. It is mathow, mathow. is it? Mathow. Ah. It is mathow, according to go. Wikipedia.
2: I'm wrong and I'm fine with that. Ah,
0: and you know why? Because he was actually born Walter John Mathow, M A T T H O W. So the spelling was changed uh-huh. to be more chic. But ah, the pronunciation yeah. is
2: mathau. Well, there you nice. go. I've learned something and I We've feel learned so much, much right. better. For that. Thank me you for, for teaching me.
0: Oh, wait. Other names oh. Oh. Walter Matuschanskayaski.
2: All right. Okay. Right. I can't pronounce Definitely that one. That's a different one. pronunciation. But yeah, that's very different. That's
0: I, a very different spelling, too. Was, yeah. Yeah,
2: I would have thought so. If it's the same spelling, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's just me adding in extra Ys and Zs. Yeah, yeah,
2: just for a laugh. Um, What do you think of Walter in this? Walter, because he's my mate now, you see. Walt? (laughs) Just Walt, yeah. Yeah.
0: Walt, baby. (laughs) Um, You know, I always, I have to say, I always watch Hello, Dolly and wonder who else they could have cast. He's Mm. great in it. He does Mm. the role. He does it well. He plays a grumpy old man who softens at the end, but he always looks like Humpty Dumpty in it. All the way through, he looks like Humpty Dumpty, and yeah. and I do I do have to say, as a woman watching a, a you know, I think that the the person who plays the male lead is it's an important casting, yeah, yeah. And I think it's one of the frustrations I have with the sort of patriarchal nature of Hollywood is when they give the lead male, you know, they cast a beautiful woman or a yeah. beautiful young woman, and then they go, oh, but the male can be. This slightly older <laughs> actor who doesn't really look after himself, but yeah. and is a grumpy, flawed individual. But for some reason, she's going to fall in love with him, and he's yeah. suddenly, you know, uh, and so this is one casting where he does it. He does it well enough because for for ninety five percent of the movie, he's an ass. Yeah, so he yeah. plays the ass absolutely very yeah. very well. He does, but he, yeah. but you never truly want the only reason i and i think this is a maybe one of the few flaws in the film the only reason you want her to win is because you want her to win you want her to to get what she wants and you want her to have what she wants but you said go really him okay and then at the end he softens and they're very happy and and the rest of it but it is focused primarily on his pleasure
2: she's just saying
0: it i will make him happy yeah but yeah but but it's a given that he will make her happy because she's the one who decided that that's what would make her happy. To be yeah. fair, yeah, But yeah, yeah. he. Did, I mean, he's a he's a great actor. So, yeah. so he he does.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. Like, well,
0: oh. but
2: he does a reasonable I mean, job of singing as well, which you wouldn't have expected. Oh my god, no,
1: no, <laughs> reasonable. reasonable job. I didn't say it was good. It's worse than Rex Harrison. He's down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: I would I'd agree. Be I would slightly
1: agree. better than. Oh, well. um, I would I'm, agree with you. I'm talking deaf, so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but That's I mean, who? I mean, how old was Cary Grant in 1969?
1: Oh my God, he'd be perfect, wouldn't he?
0: Oh, uh, because he does grumpy and he does grumpy sexy well.
1: Yeah, he you know what I mean, would like have been perfect.
0: Oh, uh, he been. was born in. He is 16 years older than Walter Matthau, so no, he would have been too old.
1: Okay. Too old, yeah. possibly. Minute, what you, so, what do you think about? Again, we're going to go. We're going to go through all the movies. Because Rex, Har- Rex Harrison in My Fair Lady, it was a similar kind of casting where you had a very young, beautiful woman mm. and then you had yes. a much older guy and a grumpy guy. But I, I think at the end of it, I, 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 when, I watched my, when I watched My Fair Lady, which I also love, I got annoyed by the young, good-looking guy, the guy with Sherlock Holmes later on. That young, good-looking <laughs> guy came in. I got really annoyed because I just wanted her to get with Rex Harrison. Whereas in this movie... I love all the math out and I totally agree with you, Rhea, that I played. he plays the grumpy old curmudgeon brilliantly. Yeah. But it's a bit it's a bit icky. It's a bit icky at the end when they're getting married, you're going, I don't know. I just you know, he's not. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's just yeah he's a bit too old and a bit ugh No. There's no chemistry. I think there's no there's no chemistry there.
0: No, mm-hmm. I think it all—it came entirely from her, didn't it? In Hello, Hello Dolly, the, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. all of the yeah. chemistry
0: and charisma and charm of the relationship comes from her. But they also—that is also exactly what the plot is—is is she comes in yes. and says, "Look, I'm going to make you a better person. I'm going to be the front of this relationship. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be a benefactor to your local society. Oh. You know, you're you're going to be slightly in the background making yeah. money, and then I'm going to hand it out. I mean, yeah, Rex Harrison." That's an interesting one of My Fair Lady because it, whereas in Hello, Dolly, even though she was 25, she was playing 35-ish. Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. The, the age gap between herself and Horace Vandegelder wasn't meant to be 20, 30 years. It was meant to be we are two older people. And that's why in Hello, Dolly, there are three other love stories. Yeah. For that younger, for that younger audience, but this yeah. is very much that older. Whereas with My Fair Lady there is an age gap it's written into the story in the yep. first place he is an older teacher she is a younger student you know she she makes him a better person but you know she herself has some kind of daddy issue and 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 we all just accept that uh, how about
1: <laughs> have we, <how> <laughs> we cast is it christopher Plummer from sound of music <gasps> he is hot. Oh, Ooh,
0: he's you know hot he- he's
1: miserable that might work yeah at work.
0: Okay, let's um let's look up his age, Christopher.
2: Uh I like that Andrew's... we're now
1: recasting Hello Dolly uh, with. Actors yeah, we should that we do this every episode. Good. We should recast the whatever movie we're talking about. This is fun. Oh,
0: you know what? <laughs> he called... might have been too young. He might have been too young. He was only thirty years old. He was wait. He was forty. No, he was forty. Twenty nine to sixty nine. He was forty. So yeah, he could have done.
2: Could have done that. Could have worked.
1: He can sing a bit. You know
0: what? I I think though. I think the problem with Christopher Plummer in Hello Dolly is he was too chiseled because this is not, this is, so Horace Vandegelder is rich in Yonkers and Yonkers at the time is a village outside of of New York and they're all going to retire to Yonkers and have their lovely little society there. And they very specifically start in Yonkers. They, they introduce us to this. Hicksville kind of yeah, yeah. living where he is a big yeah, fish yeah. in a small pond. Then we go to New York where he is a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. And then we go back to Yonkers. And so Walter, Walter Matthau plays that local grump. Well, yeah. Christopher Plummer would have looked like he should have been in New York high society. Yeah. I think, right. I don't think we could have roughed him up enough to really fit Yonkers. You're probably right, so, right there. Gene yeah.
1: Kelly? How old is Gene Kelly? Could he have done the part? A younger Gene Kelly could have played the part. He's very kind of blue collar. Uh,
0: no, Gene, Gene Kelly, I think, quite rightly removed himself from playing lead romantic roles when it became inappropriate for him to play lead romantic roles, just about. There's a couple where he's a bit old where you just go, oh, but it's Gene Kelly. He was born in, let's have a look, 1912. He was too old. Yeah. 1912 would have made him 50-something. Yeah. But he would have looked good. He probably would have looked just as good, if not better, than Walter, Walter Matthau, but... Yeah. No, I think I think that he quite rightly. Also, you have to remember that it's also what's within. I don't know that we could ever see Gene Kelly on screen and go, "Oh yeah, he's a grump on the inside." Yeah, he's he's yeah. a bit of a yeah. Scrooge. Yeah. He's not. He's no. He he always shone through. Is you'd always be thinking that's part of Gene gold. Kelly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, moving on then to I guess the other heavy hitter because gary and i were talking this a little bit before we started as well but i think the singing parts are carried pretty much by streisand and then michael crawford so what do you think about michael crawford in this
0: michael crawford plays michael crawford in in anything and everything that michael crawford does i don't fully appreciate yeah just just you just that kind of like ah, i'm a bit ah, i'm a bit nervous and worried about everything ah you touched me he's just really he's michael crawford yeah that. i mean it's it's fine for the role you know he was probably one of the bigger stars in it yeah. at the time yeah, you know, yeah. he, he's fine he's fine in the role he plays it well but he goes off um for for miss irene he ends up with miss irene malloy the the milliner and she Mm. herself is a strong independent and that's what's really interesting about this is that the men are pathetic in this film and the women (laughs) are are. strong business women going out in the world but then then they end up with these weaker men and they're like oh i'm so much happier now that my life has a weak man in it um which i suppose (laughs) now that we talk about it is another flaw of the film yes but so she so i read this is the second love story is irene malloy and and hackle he, yep. his character is called uh cornelius hackle
2: cornelius and he a great name.
0: cornelius hackle and he he's michael crawford so he's nervous and not sure and he's 28 and three quarters and he's never been yeah. kissed and he wants to go out and kiss a woman and he's not going to come home from new york until he has yep. and he goes out and and dolly sets him up with barbara streisand sets him up with irene Malloy, yeah. who runs her own hat business but because milliners were considered to be slightly loose women she actually couldn't have any fun in case it was bad for business so yeah. she's like i i have a reputation of being loose and yet none of the fun that goes along with it so he gets sent into new york the same day that she decides i'm gonna have some fun and and one of the interesting again this is where this movie was ahead of its time in terms of gender reversal uh th- these two gentlemen uh Christopher, not Christopher Hackle, that is, um, a boy that I knew growing up in the Netherlands. Yes, thank you. Cornelius Hackle, cut that bit out. So these two young men, Cornelius Hackle and Barnaby but Barnaby Tucker that's it Barnaby Tucker they both work for Walter Matthau they both work for Horace Vandegelder in his hay and feed store and they don't earn a lot of money they don't get any days off they're really quite emasculated men mainly by Vandegelder and then they go out and they meet this woman who runs her own business her own hat shop and her assistant they obviously pair off but it's, they don't have any money. They've only come in with a couple of dollars. They're running out of money, and, and and they they take them to this fancy restaurant, and the men are going, oh, we don't know how to pay for this. We're not going to be able to pay for this. Yep. All along, Irene Monoy is like, it's fine. I know you don't have any money. I was going to pay yeah. for it. I wanted a nice night out, yeah. Which, just just i mean and this is a, a movie made in the 60s set in the 1890s you just go brilliant come yeah. on i mean every every young this is a i think it should be on the curriculum of feminism for every young girl <laughs> growing up let just go let's look at feminism in the 1890s yeah. look at those women they make their own money yeah then they fall yeah. in love with weak men that they control.
1: Weird, <laughs> They were way ahead of beyonce were
2: not they well yeah 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 so they're the kind of Major cast members, but there's lots of other cast. Are there any other standout cast members for you that you think you know they, they're brilliant in this or whatever? Because there's, there's obviously well, the rest of the the group that are with Irene and Cornelius, and then there's the the niece, and I can't remember. Yeah, the so that was boyfriend. that
0: was Danny Locken and EJ Peeker yes. were, were played Barnaby Tucker and the assistant Minnie Fay. Yeah, and they're dancers. They were they were in and around Hollywood, and you can tell in the film that they're dancers because they're in all the dance numbers. Whereas mm-hmm. even though, uh, Michael Crawford dances, yeah. Marianne McAndrew, who plays Illinois doesn't dance. So no. they would never do the bigger complicated numbers. Yeah. Um, they would always be put to one side and that was what they're, whether mm-hmm. that's, uh, inherited from the state. I doubt that's inherited from the stage version, just because in, in Broadway, everybody, everybody was dances. Yeah. 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 Um, the other person was Tommy tune was in it. Tommy tune was um, incredibly tall. But was he the he played...
1: artist? he's the really, yeah, tall artist. He's, the really, he's, he's a really, really tall artist. He's guy. My yeah.
0: word, what was going on his legs? Well, <laughs> he's, he's six foot six and a half.
1: Wow.
0: A character who's an artist, but then they go, you're going to go and do a dance competition and win the dance competition and have enough money to marry the girl you want to marry, which is Ermengarde, which is van der Gelder's niece. Yeah. Uh, and, and they... He's and like the
1: she's two foot tall in this as well. She looks tiny. <laughs> yeah, she does tall. look tiny, doesn't she?
0: were were designed and the choreography was designed around the fact that he is six foot six and a half and and therefore the woman that played his um girlfriend Ermengarde, i think was definitely quite quite short
2: mm, she was she seemed to be anyway on on screen
0: yeah so. she was probably five under five five
2: yeah let's kind of go into the the story a little bit because we've kind of gone through the cast quite well summary of the cast i guess um it's ah a complex story there's lots of stories going on here um would you recommend this for someone who's never seen a musical before so as their first sort of this the first time you're going to see a musical would this be a good entry point do you think
0: it depends on why you've never seen a musical some people genuinely hate musicals they hate the fakeness of of talking, going into singing as it, you know, as if there's an orchestra off to the side and there isn't. Yeah. So it really depends. I think that, that if you're open to musicals, this is a great place to start right uh, because, because of its consistency. Yeah. Because there's never a point where you're going to go, you know what, we'll just fast forward this number or we'll just skip this bit. Uh, and and the dance and I think that's again to Gene Kelly's credit. Yeah, uh, even though he was the director, didn't necessarily choreograph and, and stage everything, but it was to his credit that overall, in his vision, he kept all of the dance numbers. Yeah interesting i think that's a huge problem with a lot of musicals is that you get to a dance interlude and i found this growing up even with people like fred astaire yes he's a beautiful dancer but sometimes if you're just going round and round and round with a woman you go okay you've gone round and round and round with a woman um which is why some of those numbers that we all remember i don't know if you remember the one where fred astaire is in a room and he's tap dancing and then he suddenly tries the wall and then he's tap dancing on the wall and then he tries the ceiling and he goes round. And that number, that was so iconic because everyone just went, Oh, Oh, that's what you can do with it. You can do that with, with visual effects. Yeah. Why have you been going round and round the dance floor (laughs) with With Vera uh, Lynn? Not Vera Lynn, with um, Ginger Rogers all this time.
1: Yeah. And then Gene Kelly was dancing with a mouse. The, the that,
0: yeah, he did. Yeah. um yeah. In, is that Tom in Anchors Away, he was away Yeah, Tom and
1: Jerry. Mouse yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: First, one of the first dances with animation. Yeah, if not the first,
1: probably
2: the first. I don't the know. first, I'm sure it was the first. Probably, mm. probably. Yeah. Um. So, as long as we're open to musicals, it'd be a good place to start. Now, you just mentioned there that you couldn't fast forward through it, but I'm going to try and force you to now. Okay. So, if you were putting this on. So you've got yeah. only a limited amount of time you haven't got the two and a half hour running time that this film's got
0: is it two and a half hours
2: it's two and a half hours yeah
0: batman's three and i'm going oh do i really need to see batman in the yeah. cinema this i will put on at any point i didn't realize it was two and a half, two and hours. And a half hours yeah I it think flies by though it, d- doesn't it does it? It absolutely. absolutely flies by
2: yeah um but you haven't got the two and a half hours so okay what songs would you have to listen to, and why? So go for the the first song you'd have to listen to, and why would you have to have that as the first song?
0: What? How many am I? Well, what's my limit here? Like, oh, yeah, th- you haven't told me.
2: Three, three, three songs. Three numbers. Three, oh, numbers. three numbers. You can have three scenes that either lead up to different songs or the same songs.
0: Got it. Okay. Well, we're gonna have, and in this is not in chronological order. That's fine. But we're definitely going to have the Hello Dolly scene where she um, arrives yeah. Yeah. and sings the song in the restaurant uh, because that is that is the titular number. Yeah. But also everyone's involved. It's just yeah. and Louis Armstrong's in it and it, it is just stunning. It is the crowning glory of the piece. Is, so yes. so yes. definitely that. Yeah, uh, I love. And then the second one that we're definitely having is before the parade passes by, which I think is probably mm-hmm. my favorite yeah. song of the piece is before the parade passes by. Okay. Um, and that, again, is huge. It starts with her sitting on a park bench and she, you know, and she's singing about, OK, it is time for me to move on. So this is yeah. the the point where we yeah. realize, OK, You've loved your husband. You've mourned your husband. Now you're getting back into life. But it finishes, as we discussed, with this massive 14th Street parade (laughs) with hundreds and hundreds of people and the choreography from it, you know, and, and just putting that all together. I mean, can you imagine yelling cut? In, yeah. in a parade and going, can you all just walk back to your starting <laughs> position so we can Pull take that, that scene back, again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that one. It, it as reminds me
1: of Austin Powers, the Austin Powers thing where Austin Powers is like doing that massive big thing and the crane pulls back and it just gets bigger and bigger. You know, the uh, yeah. big dance scene at the beginning of Austin Powers. Yeah. Just, um, over the top.
0: In terms of scenes, definitely mm. the final scene where, Well, okay. So within Hello Dolly, this so. Okay, there's. I know you'd ask me to take. It's a two and a half hour film. Three scenes, three numbers. Come
1: on. I mean, hard. It's hard. It's hard. I know. Um. To make I'm
0: torn between I'm torn between two songs in terms of the third one. I'm torn Ooh. between it takes a woman, which is sung by Walter Matthau and a bunch of the men from Yonkers, yeah. because it's got that humor in it. You know, it takes yeah. a woman to fix a sink. It takes yeah. a woman to with her with her poison grace yeah. throw out the ashes from the from the fire from yeah. fireplace from the night before. You know, yeah. so there's that wonderful humor in that number. But yeah. the other number which has such power is so long Deary, where she, yeah. you know, she's just coming to the end of manipulating him into yep. realizing he wants to marry her, uh, and she's singing. She's like, "Goodbye, no, don't stop me. I'm leaving. Don't yep. goodbye. Oh, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm yeah, leaving." Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's witty. a great number. The whole number. Thing is yeah. so
2: witty. Yeah, very clever. But very clever.
0: Scenes wise, all right. Definitely the scene in the hat shop where the two boys go in there, yeah. then their boss shows up. They have to hide <laughs> yeah. under the table and in the cupboard, and then, and then. You know, it's it's one of these sort of farcical comedy scenes. Yes. And then the assistant doesn't realize that there's someone in the cupboard. She opens the cupboard. Yes. She screams. You the know, cupboard. then the boss is like, is there a man in the cupboard? I must defend the honor. And then Dolly steps in and goes, no, there's no man in the cupboard. And, of course, it's Cornelius Hackle. <laughs> and then she goes in and goes, I'll see if there's someone in the cupboard. And she reaches her feather in and, and, and shakes it about and goes, see, there was nobody in the cupboard. But then the feather tickles the nose and he sneezes in the cupboard. You know, and it's yeah. all just wonderfully choreographed again but yep. my favorite line from the whole thing is in that scene uh where he sneezes in the cupboard this is where Vandergelder gelder realizes the that she's got a man in the cupboard yep. and she's not the honorable woman that he thought she was yep. and just as and just as they've re- they've all standing there awkwardly barnaby under the table sneezes and reveals that there's a second man in the room and then he sneezes twice and then geller gets really angry. He's like, You are not the woman I thought you were. You will never hear from me again. He takes his chocolates and he storms off. And, yeah. and in the middle of this massive fight, Barbara Streisand is in the back is Dolly as she just picks up her skirts and she goes, Oh my gosh, the place is crawling with men. <laughs> Congratulations, Irene.
1: <laughs> as if they're mice or something, an infestation of yeah. men. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, well done, you. Uh <laughs> it's just a, a wonderful moment. So definitely that scene. I think yeah. the scene. Um, in the restaurant after she sings hello Dolly, and she sits down with Walter Matthau and yeah. they, mm. the Turkey comes in mm. and she talks <laughs> the entire way through the scene. And yeah. he just goes, what? I didn't say, you know, he'll say yes. something she, and she'll go, how dare you? I never said you would, I would live with you. Don't you dare yeah. think about marrying me yeah. when I never said I would marry you. She said, well, that's good because I would never marry you. Do you want a yeah. wing? Do you want a wing? Shall I cut your wing? I don't <laughs> want my wings cut. Well, no man ever does, dear.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so
0: she's feeding him and talking and she, again, she does that entire thing mm. so well and it's pretty much thing, in one yeah. take.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And, And then I think the third scene, I would say, is the one is the one at the end when they when, you know, when he when he asks her to marry him. Yeah. Mm. That's why we're there. When he finally realizes that he's been an idiot and he won't be happy without her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think that's that's good choices. Would you just put the soundtrack on?
0: I, you could do it with the soundtrack. I haven't, um, right. just because for me, I think the visuals are so tied up in it all. It's because yeah. it's a very colorful film as well, which which you you go well aren't all films in color colorful? Yeah. But no, the costuming, the set, yeah, everything—it's it a very visually pleasing uh, movie. But yeah, you easily can with this one, and I think that's—I think people who like musical scores will know what that means—that you can put this yeah. on and sing to each number. And I think for me, that's a huge test of musical numbers is does this song work standalone or does it is it only a a vehicle to get from point a to to point b in this film yeah and i don't and i have to say i don't like those kinds of songs i don't like the songs where they've gone oh well we've written a you know, the songwriters come in and go, OK, and for scene 27, we've written a song about how to pluck a chicken while standing on a side of a mountain, because that's what she has to do. And you go, what? The, what? What is that? Who need? Nobody ever needs a song about plucking a chicken on the side of a mountain. Like, let's. I don't
2: know. I think you know. I would like to hear that now.
0: <laughs> oh, OK, fine. Give me give me a couple of days. Pluck, 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 pluck my chicken. <laughs> it's the MFF
2: Award standout performance then who would be your standout performance
0: barbara streisand hands down yeah fair enough there's no one else she carries the entire film everyone's good but you cannot you cannot reward anyone else's performance in that without first rewarding hers
2: i would completely agree i think she's she's absolutely brilliant in this she's just carries the whole thing as you say yeah
1: Gary, are you in agreement as well? Oh, gosh, yeah, totally. So watchable. I mean, just the the comedy, the wittiness of it. Yeah. And her face, there's just so much going on in her face. It's just amazing. You just, yeah, she has to just, she steals every scene she's in. Yeah, quite right. Mm. brilliant.
2: You've kind of talked about these before, but what would be your very favourite scene? It's the absolute standout scene for you.
0: I think as an award, the scene goes to the dinner scene where she is talking Right. A mile a minute, serving turkey, serving beets. You know, yeah. the classic mm. line, you go your way, I'll go mine. And she yeah. points in the same direction and she does it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely that is the best scene of the film. Right. But my, yeah, that's the best scene. Okay. Full setup.
1: Gary? Well, probably the same, probably the same, but but just to say something, so, so just to come up with something slightly different, I, there's a bit right at the very beginning of the film, right at the very, very beginning, where, um... She is. She's leaving to get on a train to go off and do the, start the whole project. I think it's just yeah. such a clever bit of writing, where the guy is a guy. He's giving her a ticket to the train. She's going to have to do this this marriage thing, and he says, "Um, oh, you're going to see the millionaire. Oh, you're going to marry him. You want to marry him?" And she goes, "That's preposterous. You know what would put that idea into my head, uh, yeah. your head?" And in that, it's like a really. It's, like, it's the first, act, the first few lines of the first act, and in that line. That's the film. That's the whole film. You go, all oh, right, that's the yeah. film. She, yeah. Um, and she does it. And it is it also kind of, it's a telegraph of that later scene where she's then changing his mind. She's saying the same sort yeah. of thing. She's, yeah. She's, she's playing reverse psychology with so yeah. i to go She for does a lot of that.
2: that, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the, the lightning service dance in the Harmonia Gardens. I know it's not really a scene, it's more of a dance, but it is a scene, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because all the way it starts coming on. out and they do the choreography in that dance is just <gasps> absolutely amazing. Yes. The yes, whole thing, the waiters yes. going under tables and passing the food out and then going under the table to take the food back to the other side and just, uh, yeah, brilliant. Beautifully put together. Yeah,
0: I think you're, yeah, the waiters, the waiters dance is fabulous. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. Um, Favorite one line or favorite line in the film? I think you've said this one already, but go on.
0: For me, it is definitely goodness. The whole room is crawling with men. Irene, my dear. <laughs> congratulations. That that for me is just the way that she did. And it's a cutaway scene as well in the middle of it. Is that they actually just cut to her doing it yeah. and I think that one of the reasons it's my favorite is because I wonder whether it was in the script originally yeah. or whether it was improvised mm. and kept. Yeah. Mm. It feels like it was improvised and
2: kept. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it if it right wasn't,
0: there. then she performed it beautifully. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Gary. Uh, there were so many witty lines of the whole thing. I just, having just watched it again recently, I forgot how funny it was. Uh, Quite early on again, quite early on, there's a bit where the Walter Matthau, Walter Matthau character turns this really incredibly tall uh, guy who's trying to get up with his mm-hmm. niece. And he's he's so grumpy and so rude. And he just sets his character up. Uh, he turns to this man and he goes, sir, you are a seven foot tall nincompoop. And the man goes, that's an insult. And he turns around and goes, all the facts about you are insults. <laughs> brilliant line. It's a good brilliant one, It's good. On. I like the um,
2: one where... Vandagela says, uh, Dolly, you're the most exasperating woman. And she goes, why? That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> why, little... Horace, that's yeah. the nicest thing you've ever said to me. That's it. Yes, you can because, do the accent so much better than me. I think what's important <laughs> about that line is that, again, the same way that when she's at the train station, she goes, well, whatever, put an idea into, into my head. Yeah, In yeah, yeah. That line, that's the most. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. It's the first time that he expressed an emotional...
1: Yeah yes feeling
0: probably
2: right yeah yeah
0: because up until then he was just like hey i've paid because he paid her originally to set him up with irene malloy so why that's the one thing that doesn't make sense in the movie it's like why are you surprised he's going to ask her to marry him you set them up he paid you Mm. to Mm. set them up
2: yeah
0: Mm. and she had decided she'd marry him herself instead so she had to undo her own work Mm. um and when she realized that's when she realizes she's gotten under his skin yeah the way Mm. she wanted to
2: absolutely Mm. yeah the next one, I think, is an easy one. Best cameo?
0: Louis Armstrong. Uh,
2: yeah, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. yeah, Setchmo, Setchmo. Excellent. Everyone's agreement. That one, I think that's perfect. So um, this one's a difficult one. I've got what dates the film the most, but considering it's based in the early part of the 1900s or the late part of the 1890s, um, everything's different anyway, so it's very difficult to say what would age it the, the most. But what do you think does date I- it the most? I think that what
0: dates it the most is the fact that it's still a movie about women seeking satisfaction through romance and marriage. Yeah. And going, in our opinion, backwards. They start as strong, independent businesswomen, and then they end up as married wives. Yeah. And yeah. that they can now, you know, and, and it's very clear the milliner doesn't want to be a milliner. She hates hats. So she wants to get married yeah. and settle down and not have her own business anymore. Absolutely. And the same thing a bit with, with, with Dolly, because at the beginning of the movie, she hands out business cards and just goes, I do anything, it, you know, demonstrating mm-hmm. to us that she's a very resourceful woman, but she's had to do a bit of this and a bit of that just to survive as a widow. Yeah. And she also, instead of continuing you know, to, to be her own manager as such, yeah. settles down and marries and goes, all right, now I'm just going to be a social benefactor, you know, a charitable benefactor.
1: Yeah. Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think one final award, a special award at the end, um, which you've kind of answered, but what is the very best song?
0: Oh, that's a different question to favorite song, though. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh. It is a little bit. Favorite yeah. song versus best song is songs.
1: Yeah. Why is that? gone
0: Well, my favorite song is Before the Parade Passes By. And I oh. like it because of the mm. sentiment in it. I mm. like the fact that so Before the Parade Passes By is where she, you know, Before the Parade Passes By. And it's all about, I'm ready to relive my life and I'm ready to. Mm get on yeah. with it before it's too late for me yeah. and I think it's such a moment of growth and it, and the song itself goes from trickle to deluge yes. yeah
2: yeah yeah. it,
0: it goes yes. from the top of the mountain all the yeah. way down to the yeah. sea uh, and so for me that is such a powerful moment if you're watching that on Broadway mm. it's such a powerful mm. moment yeah
2: yeah, yeah much.
0: but I think that the best song is the titular hello dolly that one in terms of how they staged it in terms of the fact that satchmo's in it in terms of some of the harmonies in it that is that is the big number but it isn't the most the one that you emotionally connect with yeah yeah at your core so those would be my two song awards personally
1: fair enough gary no totally agree absolutely agree with both of them are you Absolutely, yeah. And now just said Hello Dolly was my favourite song. Yeah. I what Rhea's just said, he's nailed it absolutely. I hadn't really thought that, but she's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah I totally could.
2: I think, think you're probably right that Hello Dolly is the, the the best one. But um I, I me, I, I personally I like dancing. I just like the exuberance that is in the performance of all the, the people in dancing. So I quite like that one. Don't know why. Just one of them things. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fun to watch that one, isn't it? Yeah. And so Long Deary is her not her swan song i, I mean it is kind of, it's her pseudo swan song but so long Dearie" is is the one number where she just comes out and, and is able to use some of that power in her voice uh and and before the parade passes by but it's a very short number that she gets to really belt it yeah um but again but they're all well written they all have memorable hooks yeah and they all stand alone yeah absolutely. in their own right which yeah. is what makes it such a strong piece
2: A few final things, let's try and get through. So I think we said it earlier on, it's 53 years old, this film. How do you think it stands up?
0: I think it's to time. I think it stands wonderful. I think it really stands up well to time. I mean, it's 53 years old, but it's actually set 120 odd years ago, 130 years ago, really. And and for what it is, there's a lot of strong, positive messaging that still works today.
2: Yeah. Given the the likes of Spielberg just doing West Side Story again and remaking that, do you think we're ready for a Hello Dolly remake or do you, would you want to see a Hello Dolly remake?
0: With who, though? Who's singing that? Mariah yeah. Carey? No, really? I, I, I can't. Me? <laughs> yes! May? Well, first of all, I'm not Jewish. Um, and uh, I think that is, even though it isn't, you know, themed through the piece, it it, it is about a matchmaker, which is a very culturally Jewish um, role. So I think I think that Hello Dolly is something you remake when the right person comes along. The man, there are plenty of men out there who can play Vandergelder, but the yeah, woman, yeah. she needs to be special. And and until you find her, don't do it. Yeah,
2: Just there's, don't. There's don't. no one around at the minute that could do no.
0: that.
1: Lady Gaga, did no. you do it? Lady
2: Gaga?
0: Lady Gaga. Uh, in a Maybe in a few more years. I mean, on the stage show, Bernadette Peters was obviously in her sixties doing it. I mean, this is a role. This is something that Mm. I don't believe. It in the movie, they're thirty and forty, or thirty-five and forty-five. But I think Mm. on stage, they've always been older, fifties, sixties. You know, and so that's really. Where you would want to look, I think, is is really make if you really make it, make it a generational thing. Choose some yes. old classic actors yeah, that yeah. are going to draw, you know, people in, uh, draw in the mums and the grandmums, and then pr- bring in some of your younger talent, your Ariana Grandes and, and everyone else, and then populate the rest of it. Yeah. And bring in your younger audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. Really yes. cool. I agree. Yeah. Mm. haven't got the job. Sorry, Ria. I'm sorry uh, to let you.
0: I, I gave up the job. Just, you know, like, just like Dolly Parton in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's not mine. It's not mine to be considered for.
2: Fair enough. Okay. Is there anything, oh, we've missed loads because obviously it's a massive film, lots of storylines. Is there anything that we've missed that you just feel you really, really want to talk about, about it? There's something we've missed that you want. I haven't talked about this and I really have to.
0: No, I think we've really, we've really covered it. We've really gone, we've gone left and right. We've gone quite, you know, we've gone width and depth.
2: Yeah. And the only thing that I think we haven't mentioned is this, uh, I mean, it's a musical, so obviously there's lots of musicality in, but I I love the way that in in a lot of scenes, they use people's footsteps, movements to create that bass beat at the back. They do it at the very start of the film where you have all the people walk down the street and they do the wiping that's of the shape. It's just mm. it's lovely where they bring those noises in as being the rhythm behind all the, the songs as we go through like that stuff.
0: Oh, all yeah. the foley. It's almost like yeah. Foley, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then using that Foley to be the bass, which is quite yeah. clever. I mean, um, it
0: just it won it won four Oscars.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It did it did all right. <laughs> it's quite a good but, film. It? It's, yeah. all right. it's all right. Yeah. Four Oscars, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Big question. I ask this at the end of every single episode and I've done it. Gary's done it. Can you sell this film in about 30 seconds? Sorry.
0: It won three Oscars. Three Oscars. Oh. It won three Oscars in an American cinema editor's award. Oh, Don't
1: I'm come sorry. to us. Don't bring us films that only won three Oscars. We
0: I know. Things. I know. It's How so many common. did When
2: Harry Met Sally win, Gary? Just- Shush. <laughs> it's <a brilliant> film <laughs>
0: Is that your favorite film?
1: My favorite film when hermit Met Sally.
0: My Harry Met Sally. I was singing in the
1: Rain. I could have done Singing in the Rain as well. Oh,
0: do there. you know what? Debbie Reynolds was oh, just. Yeah. A ju- I mean, the- when when Carrie Fisher died, that hurt. But when her mm. mom went mm. a couple of days after, out of heartbreak, oh, yeah. that really ended yeah. a huge Hollywood cinematic era.
2: Absolutely, mm. absolutely anyway yeah, that, that's a sad note um sorry it's all right um <laughs> the question was can you sell the film for me in 30 seconds ish
0: oh sell the film in 30 seconds if you okay if you want a feel good number that goes well with ice cream watch hello dolly
2: that's good i like that it's nice and short and you snappy. want a
0: musical feel good number that goes well with ice cream watch hello dolly it's only two and a half hours. <laughs> it's a
1: big tub of ice cream. You need a big, big tub, tub of ice, ice cream. cream yeah. that you is a big tub hours. of
0: ice cream. It That's you know, you. That's popcorn. That's some chocolate chips in there. You just you no. go nuts. It's oh, Two yeah. and a half hours.
1: <laughs> He's just want to eat some ice cream now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <there's> craving <laughs> for a corner shelf for ice cream. Yeah, Let's get down, Choc- Ben Jerry's chocolate
0: Jerry chip. sales
1: oh, yeah. rocket.
2: Mm. Um, I think we've done very well there
1: that was brilliant thank you so
0: much yeah cool but it was great
2: before we go is the you know where can people find you out there in the big world of the wild where world wide uh, web and that type oh of my stuff
1: ria you're everywhere at the moment on the comedy scene oh cool. thanks
0: i um well basically find me online social media of your choice uh, my name's Lina. so if you type that in you'll find me on on all of them except for snapchat that didn't work that didn't last uh <laughs> I mean, I think it's still there, but I'm not there is my point. Um, so just find me. And then I, I will post about gigs that you can come see. Or if you go to my website, which is realina.com. Oh, so original. Uh, yeah. Then you can see, see gigs and read up on things and, and watch clips and stuff like that. Uh, and just, you know, say hello, especially if you came through this podcast. It'd be good to know. If there's anyone else that has the niche classic preferences that I do when it comes to <laughs> movies.
2: I don't think they're oh. that niche, to be honest, but <laughs> yeah.
0: No? Really? No, so right. you've had other musicals?
2: Yes, yes.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. what else yes. have you had?
2: Covered West Side Story and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert.
0: I, I, I'm sorry, West Side Story as a favorite?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, the wow. original. The original.
0: I, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it is a stunning piece of work. Don't get me wrong, it's a stunning piece of art, but you're crying at the end of it. You're bucketing oh, yeah. tears at the yeah. end of it. Which makes yeah, it the perfect I, I prequel at- to Hello Dolly, which will pick uh, you right back up again.
1: I cried at the end of Hello Dolly. Did when you? She, yes, I had a when? Tear that, The bit when she asks her husband for, for for permission.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Automatically yes. says the lines her husband would say. Yes. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera's on her face, and she's like, "Oh, she's so young and beautiful, and he's so old and grumpy." And you think? Oh, <laughs> no.
0: oh she, I know, but she thinks she wants him.
1: Yeah. He does such a. And you don't
0: argue. Film. You don't argue with Dolly Levi. No,
1: no, you don't. You yeah, but thank you for. From I watched it today. I it years ago. Yeah. Uh, thank you for me, let let me watch it today because today I just I, I did yeah. genuinely love the film. I just, so thank you for that, Rhea. Thank you for yeah, something. It, thank you for that. it Was brilliant.
0: Oh, pleasure! I'm so glad someone you know. Yeah. Any airings, any joy that that brings to people <laughs> makes me happy.
1: Awesome.
2: Okay. Thank you very much for coming along. And bye. Yeah. Pleasure.
0: Yeah, thanks guys. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Before it all moves on, and only I'm left. Before the parade passes by, I've got to get in step while there's still time left.
1: without life has no reason or rhyme left with the rest of them with the best of them i
2: Okay, thank you very much Ria for coming in it was great to talk to you
1: that was awesome. It was awesome
2: it was awesome Um, and I think we should think have that, more yeah.
1: guests I think we should have more guests to have a go at you Gav <laughs> oh. <laughs> more women hey, shouting at you
2: that, that sounds great we could make a whole new podcast um, women shout at Gav that could be the new one we'll do that oh. instead <laughs> actually talking of that we've got no more podcasts for series 2 that's it that's the end of series 2 Gary
1: Oh, I loved Series 2. It was brilliant. Um, however, we are going to have a Series 3, and I am going to invite on a series of top guests, all of whom Ooh. are women who have got an <laughs> angst against Gav. Um, you, so tune in for that. you like Geordie Blokes, is that one? <laughs> Just women having a good Gav. <laughs> There's a podcast.
2: Hey, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a try. So we we'll call it My
1: movie. Least Favourite Geordie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, tune in for that. Excellent. That's that's seriously. Seriously, will then be all new, then all different. Yes, it's changing name to my least favorite Jordi. Um, <laughs> and it will just be people having a go at me. So, there you go. That'll be nice. No, I think we'll seriously continue with my favorite film because that seems like a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, new guests, lots of good guests coming up. Gary, you got any ideas? Oh, we have.
1: I, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll. T- Checking our social media. What you should do is follow us on email and social media, and we'll let you know who our guests are as they confirm. But I've got some amazing ones lined up, like proper films ones and everything.
2: Well, that's social media, Gary. How do they follow us on social well,
1: media? Well, I tell you a good way would be to, if you're interested, you can always drop me an, us an email. <laughs> Not me, us an email on myfavoritefilmpodcast at gmail.com. Cool. What about the other social medias? We've got loads. You've got Twitter, at myfavoritefilm, Insta. Yeah. At my favorite film podcast. And if you still do Facebook, everyone does Facebook, uh, search my favorite film. And the website finally is www.myfavoritefilm.com.
2: Fantastic. All those places are places where we will, where we promise we will put things on about what's coming up in series three. And if you want to keep supporting us whilst we're not on air, best thing to do is pop on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Good Pods and leave us a five-star rating and review. Absolutely. And that will help us. Just five stars, please. Just five stars, that's the best way. (laughs) Yeah. And also, if you subscribe on those things, when the new episodes come out, you'll get it straight away. You'll know it's there.
1: Subscribe, definitely, for Series 3. We've got a cracking Series 3 coming up.
2: And that, I think, therefore, is it. We shall see you in Series 3 whenever that is. Bye-bye for now. Bye. 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 Finally, thanks to Acast for hosting the website and to Max Smith for the theme tune composition. To get in touch with the podcast, remember that website is www.myfavouritefilm.com.